During lockdown, I've been recording a series of conversations with a range of people discussing their journeys and life in 2020. The discussions have formed my new podcast series, Pearl Conversations. Joining me for this week's episode is DJ Cuppy. We caught up about her journey in the music industry, London and Lagos, her new album, and her life outside of music. Happy, how are you? What's going on? I am so good, Maro. How are you? <laughs> I'm blessed. I can't complain. I'm blessed. Um, I'm so excited. This is our first time ever like meeting and speaking, but I'm a fan of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm a fan of, fan of you too. I'm a fan of... Um... Um, and seeing you is really funny. It's really interesting because obviously you're in a relaxed environment and we normally see in the field so this is really cool I'm here for pearl sessions I love the idea (laughs) oh thank you thank you I'm very very excited to have you on so you're on holiday at the moment you're in Monaco yeah I'm on holiday I'm taking a break it's been really intense I hadn't left London for like six months and I needed to get out yeah so my story is kind of weird. I live between Lagos and London. So I'm an international DJ, proudly Nigerian like you. And, you know, it's really amazing to have the opportunity to do what I do around the world. Um, I was born in Nigeria and then I moved to the UK when I was like 13. Yeah. And since then, I've just been on this massive crusade to make Afrobeats like the biggest thing ever. And yeah, it's been really amazing. And um, not being in Lagos for so long, I'm kind of like, I'm a Londoner now. I should be talking like this, innit? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So where, where would you say in your heart, where's home? Is it, is it London or Lagos? This is hard. It has to be Lagos because Lagos is where I fell in love with music. That's where most of my friends were. That's where, I had my first cocktail, I had my first kiss, I cried for the first time. Every memory I've had has been in Lagos, so it has to be Lagos. By the way, Maro, I'm wearing green, white, green, if you know know. what that means. Yeah, Super Eagles, let's go. (laughs) By the way, I've literally, you know, I don't know what, I told you this, I DM'd you this, like, I told you I have a radio show, I have a radio show. And um, so I might very much take over your interview. I'm going to probably ask you more questions than you ask me. And I'm going to let the people decide. (laughs) That's no problem. Pearl Conversations. I want the guests to take over. That's no problem. Make my job job much easier. Jalof on the Jet. Congratulations. I like the song. It's probably actually my favorite song. No! Uh, That's my favorite song from from that you've that you've put out uh well i'm really happy do you know what jollof rice is maro <laughs> you want to look for my trouble this <laughs> i'm literally gonna mess you up <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so thank you for that that compliment jollof on the jet is my new song from my album and it features rema rema is a really good artist do you like his music yes he's hard um but I have to say, I saw one video that you put out that I was quite uncomfortable with. 
you put out one video of me in the bathtub no (laughs) i'm not talking about that i'm talking about uh the video that you put out with jollof rice Mm -hmm. but then the guy cut it and it was cake yes isn't that crazy it was it was it was wild like all my friends were like that would literally break their hearts imagine being like hungry like auntie is like it's time to eat and then you cut it and it's cake yeah it's not that's not that's not the one but have you seen those going around social media those cake things it's very very it's i'm actually amazed i'm amazed by it and annoyed at the same time (laughs) there's literally like an art to it it's amazing like anything can be cake like Literally, even like next time you go for training, like a rugby ball could be cake. Exactly. Has has music always been the goal? No, definitely not. Like I went to, um, surprisingly, I was pretty clever as a child. Why is that um, Because I'm not using most of my education to use right now. But I did really well. I think I got like all A's and A stars on my GCSEs and then, like my A-levels, I got like all A's. Then I went to King's College and I studied economics. And I thought I was going to be this trader. Like, I feel like I had three options. I was either going to um, be a trader or just like find a rich guy and marry him. Those were kind of like my two plans. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, DJing happened. I, it's not like it happened. Like, okay, so I was in, imagine this, you're in England on your own you're a teenager your parents are back home in Nigeria I literally went wild like I was partying at 16 and I would go out I wasn't okay I was about to say I wasn't much of a drinker I kind of was but I loved the music like the music just you know music is so powerful you know that right Mm. I mean think about when you listen to my music when you listen to Jalof on the Jet you just escape to a new place you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what? I <laughs> Go on. No, so I just I loved the power that DJs had and I wanted it. And so I started going out and just soaking it in. It was a time when there was like funky house. I don't know. How how old are you? Twenty five. Oh, I literally thought I thought you're like twenty one. I'm so sorry. I'm so condescending. Oh, wow, I'm literally like I'm literally like a year or two older than you. Okay, do you know Funky House? <laughs> yeah, do I look that young? 20, 21, jeez. Yeah. Okay, so there's this, <laughs> there's this genre called Funky House, like Doneo, Party yeah. Hard. Yeah, so that was the time when I was going out. Like, yeah, give us skank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see Maro's skank, it's so funny. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Funky House and I just fell in love with nightlife and I decided that I wanted that power and I would go home to see my parents for like Christmas and New Year's and summer. And luckily in Nigeria, they don't really ID you. So (laughs) I was getting into the clubs and having a great time. And I remember one day the DJ was late because Lagos traffic is crazy and the club owner allowed me to play a few songs. I was so bad, but that's the first time I fell in love with DJing at like 16. And now I cannot believe it's my job. Like, I can't believe I get paid to have fun. Like, it's like a joke. No, that's, that's the goal, to be honest, isn't it? It's, it's the goal to do something that you love and do something that 
is is fun because there's so many people out there who are who are doing things that they actually don't really enjoy and just 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 collecting a check so yeah i'm i'm happy that you found that because that's definitely that's definitely the goal out of interest what 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 club did you go to (laughs) like when when i was illegally clubbing (laughs) yeah when you were okay so there's a club okay so two things happened to me i'm gonna talk to you like literally i just feel like i mean i just i just feel like i should just be honest with you because i'm normally like not very open but i mean i am but i also package but i'm gonna be a hundred percent because it's pearl conversations so (laughs) so i was going to this club called rehab where i met this guy called asa tika and asa is david o's manager and we were both the same age and he was like this hustling, you know, he had just found David O and he was like this hustling manager and I, I loved music. So we spent a lot of time together and it was quite beautiful. Like we fell in love and we started this amazing musical journey before my manager's already like, <laughs> anyway, it is true. Um, and it's just a really amazing story of like two people like loving music and obviously yeah it didn't work out but he's someone that I look up to so it's quite nice like me David O him we all started our journey together I mean David O is in a different place than me but I'm getting there there. don't worry you'll get there in Jesus name don't worry amen I love it like you're just out here busting the scriptures (laughs) or as we say as we say Yoruba Maro Lagbara Olonru that means by God's grace but you're not Yoruba, are you? Nah, I'm Urubo. You're what? Urubo Delta. Urubo. 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 Oh, what? Oh, okay. Can you teach me something in your language? Uh, not really. To be honest, the only I can I can I, I can teach you the greetings, but I can't I can't I can't speak. Yeah, it. teach me teach me a greeting. So when you when you meet someone who's older than you. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah. Anti copy. Yeah, you'll say like Migwa. Okay, cool. Say, okay. So if I, if, I, if 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 I so if I so me greeting you, I'll say Migwa, which means uh it means I'm on my knees. But oh. it's, it's also a synonym for like good morning, thank you, blah blah blah. Then you would say rendo, which means get up. Oh, and rendo, 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 rendo. Or like we say, Yoruba, you know, it's like when you greet those like elders and, you, you know, they're like saying get up, but they don't really mean get up. They're like, um, yeah, I can't, I, you know, what? I can't wait to be old so I can stunt on young people in Nigeria. No. Like, I'll be like, you go and get me something. <laughs> <laughs> What was your parents' response to you deciding to do music? Because um, yeah. like your parents and music is a, is a very funny relationship. <laughs> they, they get a little bit worried. It is, and I can't blame them. Like, the music industry is so dark and dirty. Like, it's not easy, and you have to have a certain type of re- resilience for it. I honestly think sports is super similar. Like, you have to have a lot of mental strength because a lot of doors will close. It's not just about physical. Like Mm. your job is a lot of mental. And 
my parents were worried because of the environment but I remember my dad saying you know what if you want to do this just do it well like be the best at it like I come from a really entrepreneurial family and my dad is always pushing me to be the best version of myself so they kind of started taking it seriously when I started making money or I think at 18 like I DJed for the MTV Africa Awards and they were like okay wow I mean this was in between my A-levels and then I think I got asked to DJ for the president and then they kind of started seeing me on TV and then they started taking it a bit more seriously. Then I got a job at Rock Nation, Jay-Z's label mm. in New York. And yeah, that was pretty cool as well. Unfortunately, with a lot of African parents, like it's kind of like seeing is believing, not hearing, you know? <laughs> so yeah, but it's been the most amazing journey. And now my parents are like my biggest fans. And it feels really, really good. Like they're also my biggest critics. Like Maru, my dad will be like, oh, at three minutes when you were playing, you didn't mix that song well. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like he's taking notes. That's so funny because my, my parents are, were relatively similar. I think when I first started playing rugby, they approached it with some serious skepticism. Um, they were like, make sure this rugby doesn't mess up your schoolwork. Make sure this rugby doesn't mess up your schoolwork. But then as time has gone on, now I literally can't go to a game no matter where I am in the world, whether it's like Japan, Australia, South Africa, both my parents are, are, are always there. So it's... Really? Um, that's so interesting. Like, I would be super... Like, my parents come to some of my gigs, but obviously, like, sometimes I'm DJing in ratchet places at, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and there's people vomiting everywhere. <laughs> but um, do, do you... Does it change that your parents watch your games? Do you care? Um, so, I... When I first started playing rugby, I was really young. I was 11 or so. Um, so oh, wow. And, so the, at that point, not, it didn't really, I didn't really, I just, because I don't, obviously Nigerians and rugby is like, it's not quite oil and water, but it doesn't, it <laughs> really doesn't uh, too well. So initially. Sorry, I need to say something really silly. Like it probably like from our country, Nigeria, it probably looks like people fighting over like me. <laughs> 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 maybe <laughs> honestly I, I i in my school they were playing rugby and it was like i just didn't understand it i mean i did date the fly half obviously but that's about all i understood i don't know anything about rugby and it just looks gruesome yeah, literally it's a tough game um but yeah so I think for me, it's nice to have them there, but it's not like if they're not there, is it doesn't really affect me too much. Like I can, I can fully concentrate on what I'm doing. Um, I but, can't imagine if you got injured. Like I mean, that would be so horrible. Like for your parents to watch, would they like <laughs> run? Your mom be like, ah, oh, oh my god. <laughs> so once a couple of years ago, I broke my jaw. Uh, I was I was playing a match uh, in Twickenham. And I broke my jaw, so I got rushed to A and E um, and went to the emergency emergency room. And both my parents were at the game w watching the game, so they followed the ambulance 
and went with me into like the emergency room and my mum was just looking at me I was in I was in like I was probably the worst physical physical pain that I've ever been in in my life to be honest but anyway my parent my my mum was looking at me um and she was like ah just rugby do you have to (laughs) (laughs) and then and then the next game she's like come on she was like just rugby do you have to play (laughs) you can just stop Actually, interesting, Maro. I know you went to SOAS, right? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, you went to SOAS. So, I mean, what did you study there? And is that something you could ever fall back on? So, I studied politics. Um, do I want to be a politician? I'm not sure. I find politics very interesting, um, whether it's whether it's UK. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Nigerian politics? It's, it's complicated. I think. Maro for president. Maro <laughs> for president. Well, maybe. I'll do your camp. I'll do your campaign song for free. Okay. Wow. We can make it work then. We can make it work. But yeah, Nigerian politics is complicated. Is is comp- I think Nigerian politics is amongst the most complicated in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, is is not easy. But yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in, in politics, both Africa and UK and, and the US. I'm actually very interested in the US election at the moment. Um, no. um, <laughs> I mean, I lived, in, I lived in New York for two years and I have to say America is definitely a world of its own. Um, crazy. And it, it's literally a world of its own. Like I went to NYU to do my master's, like New York University. The first thing, someone was like, oh, where are you from? I was like, Nigeria. She was like, where's that? And I'm thinking, wow, this is a master's program. And literally, like, I had to spend a lot of my course, like, educating people. But, what yeah, you, I mean, the, the world is so, it's, I guess it's different everywhere, right? What did you study? I studied music for my master's because I wanted to be good at what I did. Like, I wanted to not just be able to play music but understand music so worst case if this doesn't work i can be an exec in music or i could just marry rich <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure you're right i'm sure you would i'll figure i'll figure it out um <laughs> but what i was gonna say do you think maro do you think you would be a good nfl player because of rugby i think i i think if i was born in america i could have been I think the game the games are just so different. Um so if I if I grew up in America and like was born in America, then I, I think I could have been. But I think it'll be tough for me to, to transition now. But you know, the thing is I mean boring. at least they get a helmet, so Yeah, it's they get a helmet, but the game that that game is violent. <laughs> I see people I see people like in the in the sky, in the air. Like doing tumbles, it looks so yeah. intense. That game is violent. I actually have, I don't have much of an interest to to play it. To be honest. <laughs> but one of my one of my former uh, friends uh, is out there. He went from rugby to to America. You, did you fall out with this friend? Why is he a former friend? Oh no, I, I didn't say former. I said one of my friends. Did I say former? Oh, I had. <laughs> No, no, I didn't fall out of him. He's I even spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay, disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um I I was gonna say, do you think there could ever be a future of rugby in Nigeria? 
I by God's grace, you know, I think there's a there's a small there's a small awareness in in of rugby in Nigeria. There's some clubs that are trying, especially in Lagos, there's some clubs that are trying to do some things. Um but it's it's it's, it's possible but I think you need to it will need a serious like culture change because at the moment rugby is not really a thing. There's not really a popular sport within 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 Nigeria. So I t- I would tell before when I first started playing rugby, I'll tell one of my uncles that I'm playing rugby. He's like, ah, rugby. They'll say, ah, oh, what's that? I was like, then the first thing they'll say will be like. They don't pay you as much as American footballers, do they? <laughs> all, yeah. All they're, all they're concerned about is the money. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's possible. I, I would like to hopefully do something out there one day and and uh, try and make some inroads inroads there. Yeah, you could be that, you know, that white knight or black knight or <laughs> whatever that everyone is waiting for. And I think that you know, like I said, it's also also the mental, like Nigerians are not only physically strong, they're also mentally strong. And there's a lot of talent out there. Like, I mean, we can't not talk about football. Yeah, Um, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because you've done done something that no football fan... Unthinkable. What you've done is an abomination. Listen, so, Maro, I got away with it. And literally, like, I think I have just broken records. Like, I literally have gotten away with it. And I just want to quickly say, before we even talk about it, you've been where I was. You've been really disappointed before. You and I have DM'd after a game at the Emirates and we're like, you know what? It's not good enough. No, no, no. So, for... To put it in the context, Copy was an Arsenal fan. She she was apparently a devout Arsenal fan, and she has transferred teams to the Red Devils, Manchester United. She's pledged her allegiance to the Red Devils, which is an abomination. It's it's no. It would have been worse if I went to Tottenham. Like it's, it could have been worse. Uh, is that's like saying. <laughs> <laughs> Slap someone and say, ah, it would be worse if I punched you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's just put things in context, okay? First of all, congratulations to you and the rest of the Gunners. You guys won the FA Cup. See, um, you jumped ship too early. You could have at least... No, wait. I'm, no I'm, I'm congratulating you guys. Like, I'm happy for you. Um, I mean, I supported Arsenal for like six years. I went to most of our home games at the Emirates. There's an amazing sports influencer called Kelechi. Like him and I were there in the cold. You know, I remember I remember the day we signed Iwobi. I remember when um Sanchez left, when Giroud left. Like I was there, like during the hot I remember when Venga left. I remember when I was out there holding a sign saying Venga out. Now I really regret that. You know, I remember everything and honestly I just got fed up and I just I mean, I just lost hope. And I also felt a bit like the team, as far as like the love they have for the fans, like I just didn't feel like they were, like we were interacting with us. And I just, you know, cut long story short, 
Um, I'm a massive advocate for Nigerians and um, Judy Gallo is the first Nigerian to play for Man U. I know we have our Kano days, like a lot of people have played for Arsenal, but I was just like, I, I got sick of, I think, I don't know what match it was, was it Brighton or Southampton? I was like, I'm done. And I decided to take my time and choose a new partner, you know? So I watched a couple of games. I watched Chelsea's game. I didn't want to go with Liverpool because that would have looked like I was just hopping on the winning train. Um, and a lot, most of my friends are Man U fans. And I know a lot about Man U. I remember like, is it like 1996, those Beckham days and schools and gigs. Anyway, cut long story short. I decided, you know what? If Igalo scores that day, I'm going to join Man U. And guess what? Not only did he score, not only did I join Man U, they personally, they've never done this before. They welcomed me to the club just to pepper Arsenal. Is I mean, what else? What else? I don't know. You can, you can give it any kind of uh, English that you want to give it, but it's, oh. an, it's an abomination. It is not abomination. Because so what, what happens like... now? So what happens now if you, you, you support Manchester United? After a couple of years, man, you don't go anywhere. They start losing some games. No, I'm not like you're that. Jump, First of all, um, man, you are in the Champions League. Are, are Arsenal in the Champions League? No. You're not answering my question. That's not why I asked you. I, I didn't say anything about Champions League. I asked you, when when you start losing, are you going to jump ship to another Maro, I'm going to call you out. You have complained about Arsenal before. I, I don't have. care if you... I have. Yeah, you have. Exactly. But so I haven't left have, There'll be the day that you get that breaking there. point. Yes, yeah. I'm sure you've considered it. No, no, no. I've, I've never considered leaving them. No. Yes, you did. I'm no. sure you did. No, 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 no. That's, 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 You're that. trying to listen. You have me on your show making me look like I'm not loyal. Oh, my God. Uh, are you loyal? Guys, I'm, I am loyal. <laughs> left six, are you going to... Six years is a long time. Maro, you know what? Have you ever moved a team before in no, your career? I haven't. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> like, never, not even once. Never. Since I've, you were... been, I've, been, I've been at the club I'm at since, since I was 14. Oh, my God. Okay, let me just say, guys, that is super rare. I, I don't know what what is, what the, I don't know. Yeah, you're clearly very happy. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the jollof. The jollof rice there is sweet. But most people move. Yeah, that happens. but they they do it as business. You're doing it as this is meant to be a love affair. Your club. Oh is oh 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 oh, oh. wait 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 oh oh oh. You think it ain't for business? Watch and see. So you mentioned it briefly within some of the uh, the other topics that we've discussed, but what has your family influence been on your career on your life etc etc um you know coming from a nigerian household i think it's made me really disciplined and believe it or not it's made me focused and like behave better um i'm naturally really extroverted but i know i know my limits and i'm kind of grounded i think do you think i'm grounded i think so yeah I mean, people think I just, huh? I said, from what I've seen, I think you are. Yeah. The thing is, like, I think my personality is very out there. But, like, 
I actually, people don't, I don't think people give me enough credit. People don't think I work hard. They think I wake up and I just like lick ice cream all day or like, you know, I just, I'm in, I'm in, I just, I don't know. What do people think I do? I just eat jollof rice and I just live in this candy floss land. I wish I did, but unfortunately, like you get, you get out what you put in and I work really, really hard. I think that's a massive misconception about me. And I've seen my dad still to this day get up at 5 a.m. and work. And I think consistency is key. You know that. You can't get your eye off the prize. And, you know, you have to make sure you don't let your success get to you. I have so many other things I want to do. Like, I'm just getting started. Like, I just got signed. I just started my, my radio show. I'm just about to drop my first album. And then I'll go to Nigeria. They'll be like, ah, copy, you've hammered, you've blown. And you're like, no. And that's why actually, just to add, I don't like being in Nigeria because it makes me feel complacent. Like, I kind of wake up in Nigeria and I think I'm like, you know, queen of the world and I relax. Mm-hmm. And then I come, to, I come to England and I'm humbled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's definitely like, I think it's a, it's a hustle thing. And, I'm proud my parents taught me how to do that. And they also taught me how to be grateful and also to, you know, to just appreciate, appreciate the small things, which I'm not really doing at the moment. I can't lie. But anyway, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. And they keep me in check. Like my dad, my dad's on Instagram. I mean, my dad has over a million followers on Instagram. I can't do anything without my dad knowing what I'm doing like so it's always like oh okay I can't really be ratchet because I have a lot of people following me and my dad himself so it's nice to have parents that keep you in check yeah that's good um and what about your siblings what's your relationship with with them like yeah I have so I have an older sister that's an amazing artist her name is Tolani She's so talented. Like, she's a soul singer. I wish I could songwrite like her. She makes very alter music, whereas I'm a bit more of a pop artist. Like, she would never sing about jollof rice. I would. <laughs> so that's my older sister, Tolani. Then my younger sister is my baby. I have a younger sister called Timmy. And she is mostly known as a fashion blogger. She has a blog called GTO Fashion. But she's also becoming an actress. And her and I actually we lived together, but Maro she kicked me out. Why? She says she doesn't want to live with me anymore. Like, you know what's funny? Like the older sisters meant to be like the quiet one. I was like the wild one. I was the one that was like having people over and playing music at 2 a.m. And she's like, she wants to like do yoga at 6 a.m. So she kicked me out. Wow, the young, the young shall grow, as they say. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, hopefully the old shall too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's my little sister and there's, there's my little brother, Fela, who's like the baby of the family. And what's actually really interesting, my brother has autism. And so that's something else that I think that, you know, where we're from, they're not really kind of aware of. It's a bit of a taboo. Like autism is, it says it's a large spectrum. And my brother has to have special... Um, attention when it comes to his educational process and just day-to-day activities and I think that one of the reasons that my mom relocated to the UK was to get my 
rather the help he needs. But I'm really happy because in Nigeria, I think a lot of um, dis- disabilities um, are coming to light and people are understanding it. Like, unfortunately, people back in the day, like tribes and our culture used to call them curses and they would look down on people with disabilities. That's something I'm quite passionate about, changing the narrative for that. Yes, it's actually really bad. I've I've seen it to a lesser degree. So what one of my one of my little cousins once from that came on holiday from Nigeria to London, and they were getting her they were getting her eyes checked out, and the the she got her eye report. Um, went to the opticians, got her eye report, and they said that she needs some glasses. So when they told her that, oh, we need to get you some glasses, she was like, me, God forbid, I don't need glasses. <laughs> like, ah, God forbid. I don't yeah, need... it's that, yeah. This, this, it's is, that. this is a, how old was she at the time? Maybe like five? Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's mad. It's, it's genuinely Yeah, mad. it's that thing. And it, it kind of, it becomes quite generational. And it's like, oh, or if someone has like, I remember someone, my friend had like, um, my friend was dyslexic in school and like she went back home and I think like 12 people prayed for her oh wow you know it's not a curse it's not something that it's just a, a um it's just a it's just a I don't want to say it's a disorder it's just needing extra attention there's nothing wrong with that like I think yeah like if I need help I'll say I think it's really important to support young people and Nigeria needs to do a better job at that because your your family are quite well known, do you feel where where are you more at peace? Because I, I tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but within no, with, I'm <laughs> within within Nigeria, uh, I expect your your you a lot more people like know your whereabouts, know your movements. Whereas somewhere like the UK, London, you can be a bit more covert. Yeah, like, that's why I live in London. Like, in Lagos, I'm, like, with, like, six people at every given moment, from my team to security. And I, I in Lagos, I live with my dad. So, I mean, it's fine. I'm an adult, but, like, my dad knows when I come back at, like, 5 a.m. And if I say I'm DJing and it's a lie, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, whereas in London, I can drive myself. I can be myself. I can go out. Um, I think my pink hair doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah. But <Yeah>. I prefer... <laughs> I prefer having my life in London because it's a bit more private. But having said that, um, yeah, long term, I'm trying to figure out like a good medium. Um, so most people know me as Cuppy. My real name is actually Florence. And then my middle name is Ifolua. So... I try this thing where I have like Florence days. So I try not to be copy sometimes. It sounds really weird, but it's like, I have to like, honestly, it's being copy is such a high because copy is fun, energetic, risk-taking, wild. And I just have to come sometimes like just have normal days with my friends and just relax and just be normal, you know? And yeah, so there is, I, I want to open a finster. I think I should. Oh, oh, you're not. Oh, fake style. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, wow, yours was really a young one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I want to open a Finsta, fake Insta. So, like, that's a Florence one. 
maybe. <laughs> and is that the same as because from from my experience, us Nigerians, we can also be the most judgmental people on the on the planet earth, whether it's a hundred percent. I can't even apparently I'm trending on Twitter right now. I have no idea why. I will find out after this conversation. <laughs> but any little thing, Nigerians were very, very quick to judge. And so you have to have really thick skin. And I do. And yeah, I think it's not even, I don't care what people say about me. Like people have said everything. They've said that my music is bad. They've said I only um, have opportunities because of my dad. They've said that um, I'm fat. They've said that my pink hair is childish. So many things. Um, but I don't care because I do what I do for me. But the reason I would open the fence is because I'm actually like quite hilarious. And a lot of the things I want to say might offend some people. <laughs> and I just want to be able to be myself. Like I want to be able to, yeah, say funny things. Or I want to be able to look a certain way or just like there's parts of my life. I'm really out there, but there's parts of my life I actually don't show. And I'd love to be able to you know, like, yeah, share that with my friends. Like, for example, okay, Manu had a game. We had a, um, <laughs> sorry, it's true. Manu had a game and we played, we're in the Europa League and we played not very well against Copenhagen. Now, I want to be able to tweet like a player was bad, but I can't because first of all, I'm friends with a lot of them. And second of all, like, you're not even, would you criticize someone publicly? Uh, no, no, because of who you are. But then you would tell your friend, oh my God, Cuppy's song is so rubbish, right? Never. But you wouldn't tweet that. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to... But Mara, you can't tell me you don't have an opinion. Of course, of course. Okay, even like, look at you, like politics. You would never... Would you comment about politics publicly? Uh, depends what it is, but... Exactly, I, but you have yeah, your opinions yeah, that you want to yeah. keep to... That you can't of share. Course, course. So if Mara had a Finsta... You could be like, yeah, this is how I feel. Just vent. And just vent. But obviously, like, that's why you have to have, like, <clears throat> like 10 people. And I better be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, is, that is funny. Yeah, it's... Um, do you know who Kevin Durant is? Yeah, he's a basketballer. Yeah, so he's, he's quite well known for having like fake instas and just venting. So he abuses people on his finster that abuse him. <laughs> and how does he get found out? Um, I, th- I can't remember. He, he dropped the ball on it somehow. Um, he dropped the ball. I think it was too bait on, on, on one of them. Yeah, I think he said something a bit too obvious. But yeah, it's mad. I think the the interesting thing about like sport and even like meeting people from different worlds. So what I consider to be like huge or huge moment in my life, there'll be some people while the world cup was going on, didn't even know the world cup was going on. Yeah. I didn't know the world cup was going on. So that's my point. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't matter. That's a big deal. I think honestly, and I'm sure some of your listeners will agree. I think that you're too humble and modest sometimes, Maro. Like, you've achieved so much at 25. I'm not saying you should, like, go all, like, you know, kind of, like, cocky on us. But I think you should celebrate your achievements. That was a great one. Should I go, should I go a bit more Kanye? 
Yeah, listen. We're going to need those sunglasses. Like, <laughs> and don't call the World Cup a tournament. Come <laughs> on. It is a tournament. Um, Gosh. <laughs> what about, I've, I've seen that you have a foundation, the Copy Foundation. Yes. Um, philanthropy is like a massive part of what I do because I just feel like giving back is everything. Like, I wouldn't be talking to you if someone else didn't give me a chance. And I know for a fact, like most of the good things that have happened to me has been because of the energy I give. Like I really, I mean, I'm a Christian, but I really believe in energies and I believe in karma. And so for me, it just feels like I would have failed in everything if I don't create a lane for more people to do things like what I do. Like there's so many young girls out there that want to venture. It doesn't have to be music. They want to do things but they're being told they can't because of their environment. And I have friends, it's not even a financial thing. I have friends who love music. Like they could never tell their parents they want to DJ or play rugby. So my foundation is all about opening up the opportunities and at least giving young girls resources and education. Now that was always my priority. But when I actually launched my foundation a few years ago, we had a massive crisis in Nigeria with, um, Boko Haram and the Northeast and Bono. Mm. So I found a lot of my resources actually went there because before you can get a young girl to read a book, you need to make sure she's safe. I mean, kids were getting killed on their way to school. So I teamed up with Save the Children. I'm an ambassador of theirs. And we, we did a massive um, program in Medjugorje and I went to Bono State and I literally, you know, I, I got to see, I got to feel, I got to really understand how life is out there. And it was frightening. And that's a trip I'll never forget. Um, and I think philanthropy is amazing in whatever scale people do it. But what I would say is that authenticity is everything. I know the names of most of the children I work with. I know the doctors. I know the stabilization center. It's just so important to be authentic. And, you know, if you're going to do it, do it well. Do it for the right reasons. Um, my philanthropy has taken me to a lot of places, but I still have so much work to do. Like, I want to keep working. I want to, I wish I could be in Nigeria right now, if not for the lockdown, but I think I'll survive in Monaco. But I want to go back and I want to make more impact. And I have some pretty big plans as well this year. So let's see. How, how rewarding do you find it? It's so satisfying. Like, there's like a couple of feelings I love in my life. A few I can't mention, but giving back is great. And so is DJing. It's like this weird adrenaline. Like when I DJ, it just feels like everything just blocks out. And then when I give back, or especially when I see, it's just like the smile on people's faces. Just little things can change people. It's phenomenal. And again, it's literally, I promise you, it's not even financial. Like sometimes it's giving your time. Time is so precious sitting down with someone and talking to them and hearing their problems and just helping them map. It's not just like, oh, take money and go. It's about helping them find solutions so they can actually help their community. It's a beautiful thing. I wish someone would do that for me. And <laughs> what would you say, so if you were to look forward in 10 years, what would you want the Copy Foundation to look like or what work would you have wanted it to, to have done? That's a great question. I think I would love to have 
at least just from a primary healthcare point of view, I want less children to die. You know, I would have said, if you asked me this a few months ago, I've said, oh, I want more girls to be educated. But down to like pneumonia, like primary healthcare is such a problem. People are dying of pneumonia and they're dying of just a lack of basic needs. So I just want children to at least have a better survival rate up north in Nigeria. And also then going to the next tier of priorities, definitely an education and just protecting women a bit more. I know there's so much going on. Like right now, Nigerian women are speaking up regarding domestic violence and rape and, you know, a lot of the taboo things that go on. And I think it's really impressive. And it does feel like also obviously with Black Lives Matter movement, it does feel like there's a wave of change coming. But like, you know, especially with politics, we also need policy to support and it's not just the private sector thing. It's also a public sector thing. So I hope we continue to have leadership um, that just steers us in the right direction. Copy for president. Copy for president. First female president of Nigeria. Booyah. Well, I'll tell you what, I would definitely change our flag to pink, white, pink. Okay, then I won't vote for you. <laughs> I won't vote for you then. But what about in your in your like professional career? What what would you say the goal is for you? That's a really good question. I don't know because everything keeps changing. You know, in the beginning, I always said, "Oh, um, I was a bit kind of not shallow, but I was ambitious regarding certain positions." Oh, I want to DJ for this this festival. I want to DJ for this show. I want this amount of followers. I want to make this amount of money. And then you get there and you want more. It's not fulfilling. So I think I'm at a point where I, yeah, I just want to do things on a really global scale. And like, I'm really proud of my radio show because that's something that I think is allowing me. It's not just about servicing and delivering now. It's about actually being a curator and spreading the word of what we do and the music we make in Africa. Um, I would love to, I have this really cool party. It's called Cactus on the Roof. It's like one of the first ever like Afrobeat parties. I made it because I was trying to DJ in London and everyone said Afrobeats was like a genre they didn't want to hear. This was years ago. So I would love to have like a cactus festival maybe. Um, I would also love to, it's always been my dream to DJ at the World Cup, the Football World Cup. Um, that's always been a dream. I don't know why. It's just like, that's probably the ultimate gig. Before, I, like, I wanted to DJ at a presidential inauguration. I did two. I did the Ghanaian president and the Nigerian president. Um, I've literally like, oh, you know what? <laughs> How are you going to say that? That's like asking me about Ghana Jollof and Nigeria Jollof. No, that's an you're, easy You're question. trying to get me banned. Um, they were both, let's put it this way, one was more organized than the other. <laughs> um, which, which, which was your favorite president? <laughs> Obviously, my president. Like, I, how, what are you doing, Maro? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> But I, I'm not going to lie. I like the Ghanaian president. I think he's... Uh, Phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the smartest people I've met. I know his daughter really well. And he has such... Have you heard some of his speeches? Yeah, he's a sharp guy. I like him a lot. Phenomenal. 
Okay, so guys, you've heard it here. Like, Maro wants to denounce his Nigerian citizenship for Ghanaian. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. But um, all right, so <laughs> si- si- similar question. Um, so you've just outlined what potentially the goals are. What, no, those were oh yeah, what the new goals are. Yeah, yeah what, the, what, the, what the goals are. What would you say? What is success for you? Now, success for me is um, this is such a hard question, Maro, because every time I think I've hit success, I don't get that fulfillment anymore. Um, well, okay, for starters, it's definitely no money because, um, yeah, money is money. First of all, money is relative because. I remember when I got like my first like hundred pounds, which was a big deal, by the way, because it was like, I couldn't believe even just getting paid to party. I think I was like 18 or 17. And then, you know, I'm like, ah, I got a hundred pounds for DJing for five hours. And then you find out like, I don't know, Calvin Harris is getting paid a million for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think that's really, re- but that was a massive success for me. So money is relative. I think that as a black woman, I think just being able to be consistent is a success. Like the fact that I've had challenges and I haven't let them deter me has made me feel like I'm successful and I'm getting even more successful. The fact that um, it's not necessarily the accolades, but it's the growth. Like if I can, I put out five songs, now I'm putting out an album. Um, If I if I did a warm-up set and now I'm headlining, um, you know, if I, I was doing, it's kind of like the progress. And also, of course, is what I leave behind. Like, I always think, what do I want to be known for? Um, and I think I have a little bit more work to do on that. Like, I think right now, if I died, I would be known for being, well, for pink hair, being a bit of a rebel. But also, I think my story would be unfinished. But I, I, I want to do so much more. I mean, what do you, what do you think you'd be known for now? That's a very good, very good question. What would I be known for? Um, that's a good question. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to answer that about yourself, you know, because obviously you're not going to remember yourself. <laughs> it's other people who. No. Are, who, who, who well, gonna... I think I think people would remember your hair. You think so? Uh, maybe I'm gonna shave it off soon. Are you? I think you should. Really, don't like it. <laughs> no, I I think your hair is great, but I feel like I told you, Mara. Like we need like a Mara 2.0. Like you know, I think that are you 25 already? 25 already. When are when are you 26? October. Are you a Scorpio? I'm Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. You know, we're like really bad people. No, 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 no. Okay, you're the good Scorpio. Good Scorpio. Okay, you're like Drake. You're the Drake Scorpio. No, no, I don't. Is Drake even a good person? I don't even know. (laughs) You know what? Oh my god. Listen, and then next time I see you, you'll be there singing. Um, oh, no, I love his music. Don't get me wrong. I love I love it. Okay, point is, this is not about Drake. Point is, you're a Scorpio. I feel like you're a very different Scorpio to me, but 
what I was gonna say is like I think like you should do like birthday like new you you know I mean look like Mara we've already seen you in the magazines we've seen what you're we've seen what you can work with like we've seen you doing your thing you know I remember seeing you on Tatler I actually thought you were a model I didn't know you were a professional rugby player Whoa, that's 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 uh, how do you how do, look at you? You're like, eh. <laughs> how do you, by the way, how do you feel? How do you feel in that position? Like, is it difficult for you? Like, do you like attention? Do you like cameras? Um, you know what? I actually enjoy when, when I have shoots like that, I actually enjoy them, but I don't necessarily I enjoy them, but I don't necessarily like too much attention. So, like, if I was walking down the street, I wouldn't want, like, 50 people, like, chasing after me. Like, that's not the kind of attention that, that, that I want. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fairly, you know, I'm a, I'm a low-key guy. Mostly yeah, but you, like, but you like a photo shoot here or there. Here or there, here or there. How are you with public speaking? I'm not too bad. I think I'm okay. I think I can manage, manage did my... You, um, did, you, did you protest? black lives matter yeah yeah so i went to one but it was i went to one i went to one of the earlier ones i went to one of the earlier ones in hyde park um oh wow it's quite but, bait huh that's quite bait that's it was it. it was bait but i was <laughs> undercover okay so no um, one, no one actually knew i was there so I, I mean, I didn't see you come out like John Boyega, like speaking out for the black queens. Like, where was the speech? <laughs> or like, or like Anthony Joshua, where was your speech? Like, I told Maro. you, I'm, I told you, I'm a low key guy. I don't, I don't, I don't. Like that could have been your first step to becoming an MP. <laughs> no, I'm a low key guy, you know. Um, I just keep it, keep it, I just keep it kosher, you know. I just keep it above, all above board, but. Um, yeah, I was, at, I was, I was, I was there. I think I was there a couple of hours before John Bega started started speaking and stuff. Um, and AJ did his one in in Watford, but yeah. as I said, I, 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 I don't I don't roll with with cameras following me. So, is uh, do you <laughs> have um do you have a do you have a crew when you go around? Like, do you have like you know like gang i don't know actually that's used gang is a bad thing in the uk i don't mean that kind of gang you mean like you know what i mean yeah i don't have an entourage i have like when i like if we were to go out out, no one goes out by themselves so i'll go out with like with my guys some people do maro by the way (laughs) (laughs) like some people go and watch have you ever been to cinema by yourself i haven't but yeah i I actually think that's perfectly okay though um (laughs) Well, you don't think it's okay? You think it's weird? I think that's weird. Nah, because who in the cinema, who are you actually talking to? You, you know? can't really talk. I know, I know you can't. I know you can't. But still, I don't know. I I might try. I'm trying to be more, like, introverted. So I might try. But that would freak me out. Like, that is just weird. Like, just, like, wait till it comes out on, like, Netflix or something. Like... Yeah, I saw that you you helped host AJ when it was in in Lagos as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't really call him AJ; we call him Femi. Femi. That's his night. That's his night journey. But yeah, um, after he lost, um, he came back home, and then um, we had an amazing time. 
um and he was just he was in a really good place mentally like he just wanted to have fun connect with the people he hadn't been in like 10 years so it was really fun to have him and then um and then then we went to spain and then he was back in training then went to saudi and he won so it was really fun like it was a fun couple of months and i'm really happy for him and he's actually actually he went back again like like last year or something he yeah. loves it there um yeah, i saw him not too long after he lost to Ruiz, to Ruiz the first time and to be honest mm. he looked in good spirits he he didn't he didn't seem too deterred by it um, yeah not at all he knew exactly what he needed to do and actually of all the fight that's the only fight i've missed i was joking i was like clearly i'm your good luck charm he was like obviously not but um <laughs> i didn't go i didn't go to new york so i made sure i went to saudi I, and yeah, I'm really excited. One really cool thing is like he always asks me for music suggestions for his ring walk. Maybe if I'm lucky, jol off on the jet. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh at that because that's so stupid. That would literally be like the most like it's like what are you doing? But I helped him choose Ojuelegba and the Fela Kuti song. Yeah. Um, but I'm so proud. I think Joshua is a great friend of mine, and I think. He's a great example of, like I said, the Nigerian, like, you have it too. The physical strength, but also the mental strength. Because, like, sports is all about mental, like, as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. That's why I'm so bad at it. Like, I literally struggle. I think the only sport I'm good at is, like, rounders. So that's, that's a tough game, that. Rounders. <laughs> you know what? Stop it. Stop eating rounders. Uh, a lot of people, like, in Nigeria, I don't think, yeah. But I love tennis. Like, I feel like in my next life, I would be a tennis player. In my next life, 100%. Like, can you not see me, like, in center court with, like, my pink outfit? Yeah, I can see it with the pink hair. They won't allow you, they won't allow you in Wimbledon with a pink outfit, but... The no, they hair, weren't. The pink they hair. They weren't, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But I think I, I used to play tennis. I really liked it, but I just, again, I got lazy. Um, and swimming. I like swimming. Do you know how to swim, Maro? Ah! Oh my god! No, no. I, I can I can swim or breathe. I can't do I can't oh, do. Oh my gosh! You are. I'm sorry. Like you are a proper Niger boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I remember. You, did you post a picture in like water and you were like, "Oh, this is as far as I went" or something? Something like that. I'm sure. Okay, I feel like I feel like I'm stalking you now, but I'm not. I actually not. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I've been on your page in ages. To be fair, yeah, swimming is not for me, unfortunately. I I just sink genuinely. I just sink. I think you should learn how to, to learn. swim. Yeah, yeah, I will learn. I always say before I have children, I'll learn. But um, yeah, you should figure it out. And finally, your album's coming out soon. When is it? When is it coming out? My album's coming. Well, actually, by the time this airs, it's going to be out. Because this is out on the 26th of August. Okay, so wow, Shantay. Yeah, I know, I know more than you. Good. So we can talk, we can pretend. Okay, yeah, so my album is already out and I'm really excited because it's like number one everywhere. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this album does really well. I'm excited. It's my first ever album, Maru. And I just didn't have the guts to do an album before, but I'm really proud. So Jalof on the Jet is my first song with Rama Revani. Then I have this really cool song um, with Darko. Do you know Darko? I'm trying to love you like a gangster. Yes, yes. 
okay, I have this cool song with her. I love her. She's Nigerian, by the way. Mm. Um, then I have a song with Tenny. Do you know Tenny? Yeah. Um, and then I have a song. This yeah, is cool. I have a song with all the stars. Yeah. Oh. Then I have a song with um with Bob Marley's son, Julian Marley. Wow. Yeah, and then I have a song. It's just like so many people. Fireboy. He's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and Nonto Amadi. Like it's a really exciting album. And I just it's kind of interesting. I don't have Wizkid, I don't have David O, I don't have the big Afrobeat stars because I really, really wanted to work with people that would kind of support me in a very organic way. I don't have time to be begging Wizkid for a song. Even though he tweeted he owes me one. I just wanted to keep it organic. And my sister's boyfriend is Mr. Easy, and a lot of people are wondering why he's not on the album. Um, he just didn't have my time, but it's still love. <laughs> uh, but I have to ask you, Mara, would you ever, ever do music yourself? Uh, not really. I wouldn't mind being in a couple of music videos, doing a little bop, a little dance. Oh my, a little, a little, a little like Millie Rock in the corner. Can you dance? Cause I really don't think you can dance, Mara. Look like a dance. Wow. wow. I'm really sorry. I feel like I you, like a dance. you know what, like when you do your rebrand, when you cut your hair off, we need to see a little bit of a dance, like a bit of a wow. zanku. Do We're gonna know, look out for that. I'm actually on Instagram. Not, I'm actually not too sure if I want to cut my hair off. I was just joking. Oh, but see, <laughs> I I think you should cut your hair off. But but who, but who knows? Who knows? You know what you should do? Cut your hair off and like keep keep like a little lock, and then you can send it to like a village in Nigeria, and then you'll see. Apparently, you'll start winning everything. Uh, that's uh, that's too scary to do that kind of that exactly kind of that's what they call juju where we're from yeah. but actually one more thing i wanted to touch on um i'm surprised you didn't just bring this up me and your mom have the same name yes yes i actually missed that yeah florence my my dearest mother is called called florence so that's uh so i i have a plan like florence is like the best name ever I was named Florence because my parents wanted to go to Italy on their honeymoon to Florence and they couldn't go because they couldn't afford to. So I've always, I've never been to Florence. Have you been to Florence before? No, I haven't. Has your mom been to Florence before? I'm not sure. No, I don't. You should take her. You should yeah, take her. It's, an, it's a no-brainer. Apparently it's really beautiful. So I'm going to get married in Florence. That's always been my plan. Isn't that really cute? Because like, that's my name. No, well, it's not. It's not that cute, but it's, it's okay. oh my gosh, work with me here. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm gonna get married in Florence. Interesting, Kim Kardashian got married in Florence. She kind of beat me to it, but I don't know her. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't even know what marriage that was. But yeah, that's why I'm named Florence. And if you're, I, I always say Florence's are like the sweetest people in the world. I'm sure your mom is very sweet. Yeah, sweet mom is very sweet. She's she's amazing. But Kapi, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, thank you so much. I had a great time. I had a really, really good time. And, you know, yeah, I guess last thing to say is just everyone check out my debut album, Original Copy. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Please let me know what you think and what you're enjoying about Pearl Conversations in the reviews.